Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations, shifts and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. Real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Hello, we're recording this early for us. Usually it's, uh, I don't know, minutes before I have to put it up. <laughs> I'm like, ah, we have to do an intro. But no, this is uh, early in the week for once, Naomi. We have our shit together. Yep. We said, let's prepare. Let's make it so that you are not scrambling, that you're not up late trying to put it together and make it happen. Hey, the only time I like scrambling when i'm making my eggs hello sister girl like that soft scramble <laughs> we'll be back after this slow and slow and That's we're back <laughs> oh, see, I I don't told him to rich. we've got to we've got to really kind of structure this because if he's allowed to riff it's just like what what's happening i don't know we two seconds in and he already doing a we'll be right back it's like sir Excuse me. Nationwide is on your side. Have you guys been listening to the nationwide jingles? Black people are tearing it up. The nationwide, the like viral performances of people doing the nationwide jingle. And it is like so good. It's we killing me. We it's, are not sponsored by them, by the way, just to make it clear. No, no, no. It's just like this like viral performances of various choirs and choruses. And, and it all started with a little black girl. Who sang it? And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, this slaps. And they have been soling it down. And I said, State Farm could never. State Farm is shaking. State Geico Farm. is deceased. State Farm Jake is crying in the toilet, in the in the uh, stall, at wherever he was watching football with Taylor Swift's mom. Why would it be Jake from State Farm? Because the actor who played Jake from State Farm okay, going. was at the a football game with Taylor Swift. seated next to Taylor Swift's mom. Okay. It's, Why do you know that? It's like so funny how you don't keep up with pop culture at all, but then the most random things seep in through the cracks. This is the thing. Being alive in 2023 and just scrolling. Yeah. 
pop culture filters into your brain in a way it never has before. Mm-hmm. So I know these things in a way that in like say 1997, I never would have known what was happening with, I suppose, Jessica Simpson at the time? Not quite. Britney Spears? Maybe Britney, but still not quite. I think they're more 99, 2000 to 2004, 5. I just remember, because I still had a Rolling Stone subscription mm-hmm. my sophomore year of college, and I remember Britney Spears was on the cover. Right. I was like, this is not the year. This is not why I signed up for this. <laughs> I signed up for stories about Nirvana and Stone Temple Pilots. Nirvana! <laughs> Yeah, I understand. So, yeah. So, I don't know. There's, in some way, being alive and having to, like, pay attention in some way to the sphere. I'm going to call it the sphere. The sphere. The Las Vegas sphere. No. No. How dare you? We're not sponsored by them either. We're not sponsored by just, listeners, just so we're, we're clear. We're not sponsored by Nationwide. Not sponsored by you 2 No. We're not sponsored by... Not sponsored by, by Bono. Not and Jake, not sponsored by the sphere. Not, not Jake, Jake from State Farm. No. No, but by being alive in this world, by being alive in the sphere, which is not the globe, but the pop culture sphere that surrounds us all. Okay, it just like osmosis, like seeps into your brain. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not mm-hmm. sponsored by Osmosis Jones either. There it is. There it is. Now, guys, just wanted to tell you real quick: you have one more day to vote. One more day to vote in the wedding contest. Now we put it up last week. On the Instagram, all five stories. Yes. In the comments, you can vote which one you think should win the only, to only, date, only branded couples therapy butt plug in existence. So you have one more day, okay? Voting closes at midnight. T- midnight. Wednesday. Wednesday night. So really, I, so. Midnight Pacific time, our time. Right. So. It's our time down here. <laughs> you have to be done. You have to be done. Okay, voting by Wednesdays. You know, and it's and it's tight, and we just want to know. And then probably I'll, I'll have to have Mimi tally the votes because when the number gets past twenty two, I can't count <laughs> sure. anymore. So Mimi's gonna have to tally the votes. She's gonna have to tally. Mimi, are you listening? <laughs> Mimi, do you know that you're gonna have to probably tally this for me? You're gonna have to tally me, banana. Uh, <laughs> see, now you made me act insane. This is what happened in the seventies, Naomi. Can you believe they were tallying bananas? They were putting the lime in the coconut. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on lime and coconut. What was it with the tropical fruits in the 1970s <laughs> and pop songs? Is that when Buffett really took off? The Jimmy? whole yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> comma Buffett. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know much. The 70s was a time for like middle-aged white men to really just like. Because is that also when the Pina Colada song came out? You know what I mean. Do you do you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? If oh, if you have half a brain, that's Jimmy Buffett. I don't know, but I'm saying it's the vibes. It's the same <laughs> vibes as lime and coconut and Sally and bananas. They all wanted an island getaway at that time. Uh, well, I'm the coconut. That's Harry Nelson. Who's the the telling me banana? That's uh, what Beetlejuice and Lydia are they the ones who sing that song originally? <laughs> Beetlejuice and Lydia. <laughs> Yes, that is correct. If I understand correctly how Beetlejuice came to be, is that they had the IP to that song, which was sung by Beetlejuice and Lydia, and they brought it to Tim Burton. Uh (laughs) They said, hey, can you make a movie around this song? Yep, yep, that's exactly how it started. Um, I'm a little distracted because I am pretty excited. Right now, I do hear like the sound of like a very large garbage truck, which means that the sofa our neighbor just put out on the street when he moved two weeks ago and never arranged to get picked up is finally getting picked up. 
Oh, yeah, that and thing said, got filthy after about 10 minutes out there. And so we had to constantly move Mabel in a way that she wouldn't go and like rub against this disgusting sofa. Well, you also know it's gotten bad because she wants to go smell it immediately, yeah. which means it's got a story to tell, which means things have accumulated. And I'll tell you this. I bet uh, coming out of his apartment, it was already well, covered hello. in stains. Well, hello. We're going to talk about that on the page, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. We will, we will have unpacked that on the page oh, yes. because if, there's a lot. You if know? you want to hear the tea about our neighbor moving, of yeah. course, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Two extra episodes a month. SAG is still on strike. And things are not ramping up with the speed <laughs> we would have all hoped after the end of the writer's strike. Will which, we get another paycheck before the end of the year? That is the mystery. Now. That is that, you know, that's a little fingies cross. That's a fingies cross mystery but. of the missing paycheck. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yes. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod, $5 a month, two bonus episodes, all tea and shade. Speaking of the mystery of the missing paycheck, that actually reminds me as we ease our way into talking about today's guests. Well, Sure. I remember back at uh, UCB, we've talked about this before, but my uh, old writing partner, Mark, and I had written two musicals that mm-hmm. we performed at UCB. One was Rockefeller Centaur. Yep, you do bring that up in this episode. About two office drones who work at a... a, <laughs> a basically, it's a business that takes grapes, dehydrates them into raisins, and then rehydrates them into grapes, sure. and then they just throw the grapes out. <laughs> Like most modern businesses, it's just busy work. <laughs> and then their bi- their boss just decides to stop paying them. Mm-hmm. And they go on a search for their missing paychecks. And they find out that their boss has been keeping a magical centaur in the basement of the office building. And it's a musical. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course it is. And then we wrote a second one that we performed once at the Boston Comedy Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently, Mark and I stopped working together. And I I went back and I looked at it after we talked to Josh and Aaron. Mm-hmm. I went back and I, I listened to some of the musical. It's all about us stopping, like breaking up as a writing duo. Wow. The whole thing. It's called the Creep Twins. Sure. There was something in the air at UCB. Yeah, in a those, lot of two-man re- musicals. A lot of two-man musicals about twins. Yeah. But basically, it's about that we're teen detectives, and my character wants to be uh, keep being teen detectives for life, and his character wants to go off and become a carpenter. Yeah. Wow. You re- you really really <laughs> laid it on thick there. Yeah. And really, <laughs> really really heavy handed. At that the one. time, though, we didn't under- We didn't know that. Only in retrospect, reading and just like, oh, this is about us not wanting to work together anymore. <laughs> wow. 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 And it's also about <laughs> a woman who could- kidnaps children. And uh, opens up a business so that lonely parents can play football or like teach children about their first period or something like that because their own children are ignoring them. Yeah. Right, we right, find right, out right. our father is frequenting <laughs> because we're ignoring him to solve crimes. <laughs> So, you know, and it's just making sure to really step out what these projects are in case A24 is listening. Oh, because obviously, yes, of this course, is- A24, this is a the UCB musicals. This is a rich area for you to get IP from um, because today's guest, as Andy mentioned, Josh Sharp, Aaron Jackson, longtime friends of the show, recurring guests. They're back because their relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. OK, they are now the co-writers and co-stars of Dick's The Musical which opens in theaters everywhere this Friday, October 20th. It's incredible. I, I, it, I really like, 
It's you know, so you know, Naomi and I, we're not going to, outside of an ad, we're not going to praise something that we don't truly love. It's and so funny. And it was, it's just like, it's demented. It's <laughs> insane. It's stupid. It's fun. It's well done. The performances are on point. Like, it's just like, you know, it's, it's just like a spot of joy. And yeah. I think we could all use a spot of joy. It's 90 minutes that you will be so happy you spent watching this movie. I'll tell you that right now. Speaking of joy, Naomi, aren't you performing live for the first time in about 12 months or something <laughs> here in Los Angeles? It really is like two months. Um, <laughs> Sunday, the 22nd at 7 p.m., you can see me at Haters Club at Permanent Records, an outdoor show here outdoor in LA. Show. Uh, Robbie Hoffman's on the show, Rachel Cayley. So it'll be a fun one. But anyway, anyway, that's enough about me. Back to Josh and Aaron. Josh and Aaron are dear friends. And have created something amazing. And it was so good to sit down and talk to them. So without further ado, roll it. Now here I have my identical twins my brothers <laughs> my brothers my sisters we we uh-huh. maybe the the most returning guests the maybe. most wow. really wow. On, yeah maybe you've been on the show since it was in the, the back of a bar uh, right yeah. Yeah. yeah we did the live two, show a bunch yeah. too you've yeah. Been two, yeah at yeah, least yeah. two lives and i think mm-hmm. two pods we can't get enough and so you know <laughs> you know the short version for anyone who doesn't know best friends two times sexual partners mm-hmm. and now <laughs> and now motion cinematic sexual partners cinematic, cinematic, sexual, sexual, partners. cinematic sexual partners yes cinematic sexual you know partners. when barbara Steisand did her album of it was called um movie, movie partners, partners sing, sing broadway, broadway. <laughs> which is such an interesting way to phrase well it rolls what it off the tongue like, but that that could be our next album cinematic sex partners sing broadway yeah. <laughs> wait did, who was on that did she have like uh the what's the the dad from just shoot me it was people she had not necessarily ever worked with so yeah. it was like um i forget her name but the gal from the new star wars and anne hathaway and all these people like singing with barbara but she it, it, you know movie partner it doesn't make sense. It's it's not a term, but yeah, if it is, but part- not her partner. Oh, not her partner. I, I thought it was her partner. That's what it would imply if you have to make sense of that, which isn't a thing. Movie partners. It would be like, oh, these are people I've been at movies with. Not so. No. Just okay. movie people. Yep. Partner yep. to movie sing stars. Broadway. Right. An album with movie stars. <laughs> movie stars. So not, not Robert Redford. Not no. whoever else was in Yentl. Melissa McCarthy's in it. Um, wow. All right, all right. What a time! Yeah. What a time! An, anyway, d- please stream it. It's eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so That's what we're here to promote. We got a SAG and a mar- agreement to promote <laughs> Barbara's album. Movie partners yeah. sing Broadway. <laughs> Can we just like talk about what it is to have this baby into the world? You know. Wow. Now, was, after- it is, can I can I say like when we were watching it and I was like shit I remember being beneath yes. Gristini's yes, we seeing yep. this seeing y'all this. have been there was there. a song I remember like, I was like was, yeah. I was like singing a song I was like I remember that song yeah it was, and let me just say because y'all will get this we've been having to you know pound the pavement do the press and um everybody keeps referring to it as an off Broadway show which is an incredibly <laughs> no. generous way no. to describe what we all did in that basement for negative dollars yeah. an equity an equity contract not in sight yeah, we no, are no. not in that union we are not in the stage <laughs> actors union can you remember and I did a couple musicals at ucb too can you remember like choreographing a show 
on a stage that was like yay big two and having just being like, well, I guess I'll like move my hands like this and, yeah, and yeah. do this kind of like thing. It's a specific. I, I just remember that kind of stuff. Totally. So funny. Your off Broadway work. So your off Broadway work really coming to light now. <laughs> I, I did. I did think you know this is very dangerous. I don't you know because it it is so funny, so well done. I mean, you got oh, just you. like top notch people. And I said, you know what? We don't need to be letting people believe that if they do another UCB show, they oh, can maybe have a motion picture. Wait, and you know what's we crazy? Can't be giving people that thought. Do you know that, like, next month, or like, maybe in a week, uh, Anthony King's two man musical from UCB is opening on Broadway in yeah, the same, like, yes. week? It opens oh. to- tomorrow, Josh. It, oh, yeah, it opens tomorrow, and we and go we're going. a week later. So it's like, <laughs> people are going to learn the wrong lesson about doing a two man musical at UCB. This is not. And no, UCB. maybe Rockefeller Centaur. Maybe Rockefeller Centaur, it, Centaur will eventually in the bottom come of the building, back. And now maybe Rockefeller he's got a Centaur. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you got to shop. Yeah, and now you. UCB New York, which had just fully died during COVID, was and they ripped the old building down, turned it to ash, so it was gone. <laughs> yep. Now it's coming back, and we're getting emails about who's on Lloyd teams and Harold oh, teams. It's like it's no. a dangerous, dangerous time for it to come back with these but two is, UCB shows. About. It has been cute because so many like people who were there then, like y'all, have seen the movie recently. And at the very end of the credits, Larry snuck in a little clip of us doing the UCB show, and every yeah. UCB person is like, "I wept watching that," and I think it is because it, it sort of valid. Validates all of our twenties. Like, yeah. like it feels like all of us were like, I didn't waste my twenties. One of my friends m- turned it into a movie. That's why we were all there. That's my twenties. That's my twenties. It really, really did. But it's also. Can I ask a real question? Oh, he's gonna ask a real question. Yeah. Well, finally, this. all this bullshit you've been asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I was thinking of this. I was listening to Larry Charles on Marins on WTF. Wild. <laughs> it was great, but it was so funny to me. It's it was really like disorienting a little bit because they're like Marin's like yeah, it's got like Nathan. L-, he's like name checking Megan Mullally, Nathan Lane, and and then he's like and these two guys. He just literally says like these two guys. <laughs> We own and accept that. It's so funny. I mean, maybe things will change when the film's out and it's a runaway hit like Barbie making a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, at least. People are like, do you think you guys are going to do Fallon? I hear Nathan is. We're like, we are phenomenally unfamous. <laughs> Remember yeah. these shows? They're like, but don't they want to promote the movie? I'm like, not as much as they want to sell toothpaste commercials. Like, they need famous people on these shows. So we would have to become famous. Maybe on movie three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Franchise. Fingers franchise. crossed. Yeah, yeah. Fran- <laughs> sewer Boy, come on, there's got to be a Sewer Boy spinoff. I think I mean, they need we, a show. Honestly, I said if I don't see Sewer Boys all Halloween, I will be like, okay, I need diapers and loose ham. Especially, and I said that. <laughs> especially that. babies and dogs. You should be dressing yeah. your babies yes. and dogs as them for yeah. Halloween. That's an right. easy costume. It's easy. easy. I'm like, give me diaper. Maybe a touch of like, um, you know, shadow around the eye to really give some of yeah. that dead, you know, sewer energy. <laughs> I, but you I want some yeah. couples with twin babies being like yeah. Nathan and Malali, and then their babies are the sewer boys. I need oh, a lot of that. Oh, that it's got to replace the two little girls from the shining that's got to be the yeah. new the sewer boys are the new the two yeah. little girls in the shining they're the, the top tier twins of horror <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely the top tier twins but of wait horror. here's the real question and oh, i right. was like I, when i was th- i'm just like just name josh and Aaron, just name them like <laughs> but like is there like an ego thing you have to do to you're like well this is my movie like we uh, made yeah, this no. but like we're not no, be- but josh 
What? Go ahead. But Josh said no. But go ahead. No, no, no. I <laughs> no, no. You finish, finish, finish. Yeah. No, well, hey, you said no. No, you know what? <laughs> Fuck the question. <laughs> I, I just think we both no. are like, I can't believe this movie is made. And right. also, like, sometimes friends are being nice and they're like, you guys are so funny in it. And we're like, yeah, we know. And because I, I think, like, everybody talks <laughs> about Nathan and Mullally. And we're, they're like, and I know they, like, sort of steal the movie. And we're like, yeah, we wrote those. We parts. wrote it. <laughs> but <that's- laughs> we, in fact, played them on stage. I know they're the fun parts. <laughs> yeah. But see, no, that's we're a- not. I don't think you. I think you yeah. guys are great. They're like we, when we were repeating stuff back to, to each other. It was your lines. So oh, take take sweet. that for what it is. You know, y'all some perverts. Y'all some well, perverts. Well, I mean, it, well, it's so funny because I am sex negative, right? And so when yes, I see this, is. and I said, I said, oh my god, these boys. I said, <laughs> oh brother. But oh, the number brother. of times we just screamed, no, no, no. <laughs> Classic oh, Aaron yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. bit of Cla- comedy, a classic immortalized Aaron. on film. <laughs> I know. True heads like, know. Oh, I was like, okay, know. this is perfect, and I was like, don't cut away, let this last forever. Um, but sort of, but you know, the process it took to stay with this, right? Because I know this was a while of like the writing and the writing and the putting it together and like kind of being like, I guess sort of, it kind of does tie into what you're saying though about ego, but like. What it is to work on something so long, care mm-hmm. about it, but then at the same time, at some point, you have got to detach from your sanity, correct? Yeah, and, and, and it's very nice in that situation to have a, a partner, like a yes. duo, a movie partner to sing Broadway <laughs> with, because I do, I think we're both very, you know, hard workers and stubborn, and we can stick with things for a long time, but there are times where, you know, that, it just gets really hard, you just get in a lot of arguments with people, for, and you're like, is this ever going to get made, and it's nice to have somebody... When you're really down, they might just be a little bit higher than you and can yeah. carry you for a little bit and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. So that that is where the partnership is just, I mean, it, that is so invaluable. But you're also right that it's like, and maybe I'm silver linings here, but it's like, because it took so long. Well, one, I think for a long time I thought this, my life will just be sort of, I have this part-time job working on this movie every year mm-hmm. and it'll never get made. So I had to sort of just be at peace with like the process more than the product I had to be like totally you know just every year I just do another couple of rewrites and it never gets made and that's okay <laughs> and then also now that it's out I feel nothing that's why I'm like I just can't believe the movie's out and <laughs> and I've sort of disassociated and the movie does feel like outside of me now so when people are like I love that movie I'm like me too girl like I just feel <laughs> like I'm not in it I'm like I'm like weren't you cutting up I was laughing at that thing you know <laughs> well wait how do you how do you readjust to let joy in is that possible mm, okay go deep readjust to let joy in readjust i think honestly once it was finally like well it was hard too because of the, the strikes but so once it was finally like the title is picked the poster is picked the trailer is out and like the movie is locked and there can be that's when you're like okay like now i there's nothing left for me to do other than like press and stuff but that's there's nothing left for me to do to fight for the movie in like it to keep it how i want it to be and so i think that's when it's starting to be like now i'm just excited to let it go out and see it be its own thing i just it's not my fight anymore in a way but Absolutely. then we had the strikes and it was like oh we're not going to get to do any of that and that felt kind of depressing but then well, we got the interim agreement so you know blah 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 also i think we're lucky that we both love the movie because i think that's not yes. everyone's oh journey sometimes you just like have to come to peace with like it's not perfect and it's whatever and of course there's like compromise in any creative project and there was like tons involved with this but the product ended up where we were like i'm so happy with yeah. it and so I didn't, we didn't have to do any of the like, you know, it's not quite what we wanted, but you know, like, <laughs> right, truly, right. 
right. which I feel like is everyone's experience is some version of that. So I do think we're very lucky that by circumstance of the people we were working with and the company we were working with, we basically got to like make the movie we wanted to make and also got to make a movie that's like better and bigger than us. You know, there's like so much yeah. of it that's great that like a wasn't the two of us was like all these incredible people who brought in shit and realized it in an incredible way or fully surprised us because it was like, I didn't even know that's what was going to happen. You know, so that's also where you're like, it becomes so much bigger than you that it doesn't feel like it's just our move anymore. It does feel like this, I feel like one little cog in the part of this thing. So I'm just like (laughs) happy it's doing well, you know? Did you ever deal with, and it's like, no, I'm not talking to a Hunter Nun Churler right now, um, but imposter syndrome of sort of, you know, this is wonderfully stupid. (laughs) This is nonsense. Yes. And um, people are on payroll to create this nonsense. (laughs) And I mean, and obviously... Uh, saying that, of course, with love, they are laughing, you right. guys. Okay, no, the listener, agree. don't be. No, but like, completely. What it is, right? When you have anything, I think, and also, also, this can happen to comedy in general, right? When you feel like, but I'm just kind of doing some giggles, right? You're not sitting there being like, I have a commentary for the world, and I'm yeah. changing it. Do you ever? You're like, oh my god, what are we doing? <laughs> Did you ever deal with any of that? Because I, just, I say this to somebody who I just, I struggle with sticking with the ideas all the way through, yeah, like staying totally. with it or feeling like this is worth another pass even, right? Or where I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. just a dummy being dumb. <laughs> and then I just gotta stop. I think because of the stage show, the the UCB sketch show, we had done that and that worked. You know, like, and like we played it in front of a lot of crowds and it hit, you know? So it's like, okay, there is something here. So when it was, it's not just like we came to this blank of like, I have an idea for the movie. It's like the parent trap. It's a musical. I think there would have been a lot more like, that's insane. But we already knew like we had a proof of concept. And then again, the partner thing helps when you're feeling like, I don't know, that someone else is there cheerleading mm-hmm. it. And then when you get people like, you know, you, we had our producers churn and then A24 comes along and you get Larry Charles. Once those people start getting attached yes it is a little intimidating because you're like oh my god but but you're like okay well they like it yeah (laughs) you know if anything it it felt like the opposite once it got big i was like i'm not imposter anymore all of you have signed on because you liked it so i'm like that must be i had to like just remind myself that i was like if they like it it must be good and and also that same thing of like it just taking so long it does make you you sort of have to stop doubting because at a certain point you're like this joke still makes me laugh seven years later. It must be good. Like, I should yeah. just trust it's good and not think about it ever again if it still makes me laugh after so many drafts. Then you have to sort of, like, mark some of them as, like, you, like, highlight it. Like, no more notes on this one. It made it through <laughs> yeah. 50 drafts. Like, it must right. be good. So if anything creeps in, that's just doubt because trust. It, it lasted so long, you know? Yeah. Can you take that in, Naomi? I can. I can. <laughs> I am taking it in. I am trying to rem- What I was thinking, I was like, you know, you're just right when you have to remind yourself, like, nobody's doing you favors in this business. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. unless, yeah. unless you have a powerful parent, right? Like yes. another, No one else is like, no, no one. They see dollar signs. Everyone's well, saying like dollar signs. I think Larius said in press, which I, we weren't thinking about, but it's like related to this is like, well, one, we made this movie for so cheap for like $10 and a sandwich. Right. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's why we were able to do all this is because it was like, you know, at a price point where they could take risks. But Larry even speaks of it where he's like, I morally am only comfortable with making movies like this because when you're making like a $250 million 
dollar movie, you're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then I think you also have all these pressures that it's easy to feel right. like it both like to interrogate so yourself and just feel the imposter syndrome. And with this, because it did feel so scrappy and small, I think it was easier sometimes to just be like, of course we're doing this and we're the right people to do it. You know, because uh-huh. it is like a time. It felt like very, almost in the UCB bay where like the joy of doing UCB is you often felt like no one was watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were like, <laughs> we're just we're just down here in this basement throwing shit at the wall. And it felt a little bit like that sometimes where you were just like, I guess we're just making this goofy little movie, you know? Right, yeah. right, right, right. I don't know. I saw one of the side characters from Justified come out of Harold Knight once. <laughs> so not... Everyone's watching. Oh, uh, not, <laughs> Padma came too. I remember when I was in 101 or 201, Padma was also in 101 and not oh my class. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, sure. You know how they all do like, oh, yeah. I just want to get comfortable with, you know, um, and she, you know, you have to see shows to pass her class. Yeah. So uh, at Harold Knight, everyone is at NYU. Everyone is wearing a hoodie. Like yeah. it looks like a trash. And then she'd come in and like some designer all white and like sit down in those rotted seats getting bed bugs. <laughs> So every now and then someone was watching. <laughs> and that guy with the puppet. Let's not forget about him. Oh, did you Jeff remember Donald? the guy who was Jeff in the front took... row? No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was just he wasn't a... famous, but he was a celebrity. Do you know right, what I mean? a local. Yeah, New York. A New York local. local. <laughs> Wait, how was yeah. Padma's object work? Well, I wasn't in class with her. Oh, um, God, I just got to... But she was, she was a good active audience member. You know who I did? Because I used to teach there. I did teach... Food Network celebrity chef Alex Gernicelli, who's a judge on Chopped. Wow. Wow. She was really good. Wow. Okay, so you've you've changed lives. You've touched hearts. (laughs) You've changed lives. And let's change lives. In LA, this was a common experience. I had one friend who took 201 with Heather Graham. I had another friend who took 101 with, I think, Jerry O'Connell. Like a lot of people would come through the UCB system on Franklin Street. We just get Food Network personalities in here. Aren't there even like theater? Shouldn't theater loom? Luminaries be walking through the halls of UCB? No, they yeah. should not. Yeah, they I don't think, need think, to do that. They don't need they, it, yeah. They, they know what a black box is. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They don't need anyone to tell them that. Now, Josh, your lover Blake, right? It's Blake's mm-hmm. lover, right? Blake is in the motion picture. He's yeah. a mailman. He's a He's mailman. mailman. Got little shorts on, showing off his legs. Tells <laughs> his joke, singing and dancing. And you know Aaron's sister, also in the film. Well, Maybe yes, I did. Sister Tammy. Sister Tammy. Your sister. Um, and now, talk to me about the family <laughs> affair of it such all. A, I'm like, in it. You are in such journalist mode. I don't like talk about the family affair of it all. But I like. I want to know about your secret pain, and you're, <laughs> and you're like, so what was the budget? Well, look. Well, no, I but have... this to what we're talking about. It felt like the Muppets. It was like very family yeah. band. Even having Nick Offerman, who I know is a famous person, it was like Malali. Let your husband do an under five. Like we were all like, bringing in our and Darcy's people. in it. Yes, Cardin's in it. I know. Once. I, I do. Cameo. <laughs> There's lots of Oscar, um, right? Oscar are, you know, Daniel like, Perez, like the yes, yeah. there. Speaking of it's, Sesame it's, Street, Oscar, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> but yeah, we really want like. I mean, everybody auditioned, and of course, they're all so good. You know, it was very easy to put them in. It wasn't, um, but it, it did just really feel like, um, well, I mean, Darcy and Nick did not audition. <laughs> okay, I would else. hope so. I said, if you make Darcy come around a door. <laughs> if Darcy part had door? zero lines, actually. Yeah, yeah, and we were yeah. like, you can, we were like, we talked to the line producer. We can afford a line if you want to improvise something. <laughs> yeah. And then she texted us, I'm thinking to say, the fuck? And we were like, perfect. That Great. sounds perfect. That, and that is why you hire her. Exactly. Um, exactly. 
But, you oh. know, they it, it felt very, it helped, the, I think it helps the movie that even though you don't know as a viewer, unless you're, like, in on it, that we know all these people. But it just, it is just like, let's put up a show. It has that I know, kind and, of And that energy. was true in other departments, too. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's natural. Like, departments had hired their people. But especially on this, people would, like, hire their buds. And, like, the dancers, like, the choreographers hired a bunch of their, like, childhood we friends from Canada. And we loved that. them. It's so, like, every sort of group felt like it was like that was the vibe so it's like you want to be around like people you like and people you have a connection with and it is like that thing that's immaterial but i think it does help it's like it's vibes in a way that like right, you yeah. sort of can you can feel it on screen when you're like they seem like they all had fun and i can't put my finger on it but like that is part of it we were all just like goofing around with our people you know yeah i think megan the stallion's brother is the accounting <laughs> yes. assistant is that is larry, exactly. is larry charles there's <laughs> That's their siblings. <laughs> Something else similar to that, and this was like um, a creative choice that also was a height of Omicron choice. We used the same extras for every scene. Yes. And we were like, we were like it would be background. fun because it almost feels like a dance chorus. Like it feels like a Broadway show where it's like the same people and everything. Mm-hmm. But also the line producer is like, yeah, if we could only test these same people and not have like new blood coming in, that'd be perfect. But yeah. even that was funny because it's like normally a, an extra, you never would really like get to interact with them and know their names. And we would be like, Hey Tom, hey Brady, you like you knew yeah. these people. Tom Brady, were just yeah, Tom Brady was it. Tom Brady did background. <laughs> did background. Well, you know what? He's Tom? trying to do edgy. He's trying to be edgy. He's at A24. Yeah, he's an yeah. A24 extra. Is he the football like... player that ripped off the charities, or is that or the welfare state in Georgia? He definitely that... did. Some, didn't he deflate a ball? Is that him? Oh, well, he deflate gate. But it's the same thing. Where like the other guy? I know, I know, deflate gate, and then someone who was like, "I'm going to take some money." For I think it was I thought it was like y'all bring this up every week with every guest you none of them ever know every my first question of course remind me is he the one who did Deflate Gate that's every week on this podcast yeah you have the internet at your fingertips did Deflate Gate and which football player ripped off Georgia's welfare state and I said I said the gentleman who told us about movie stars do Broadway (laughs) movie partners movie partners partners, Barbara Streisand football partners do Deflate Gate exactly. They'll, they'll absolutely know. Of course, um, R.I.P. Dick Buttkiss. So, yeah, it's just a moment of silence <laughs> for, for Dick Buttkiss. Uh, my two dads star Dick Buttkiss. Now, what was your next question going to be? No, well, all my questions are just about like because th- I find this industry to be particularly beautiful. Uh, what's positive? Just, uh, Life oh, lovely, kind, uh, generous. Yeah. You know, focused on making Socialist. sure. Yes. So humanist. 100%. DSA. There's a an yeah. office of DSA at every one of the studios. People over profits. People over yeah. profits. People over profits. Yeah. Doesn't give a shit about your mental health at, at, at any way. Right. No. And uh, obviously the two pillars of the show, relationships, mental health. Right. I am curious about this. Just in the, pro- you know, Naomi and I in the in the smaller processes we've been in, in development and selling shows and things like that. Not even having gotten to make them, has I found to be anxiogenic. Is that the is that the word? Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. That's I don't one. even know if it's the word. I go, I'm mm. curious how how during. <laughs> Let's just say during the making of the film yeah. and during the like f- all this other stuff, how do you even stay sane? It's very well, hard. I, I, I think it's the thing. Oh, you ahead. go, you go, you go. I was going to no. say shooting was like 
so fun. Like, of course, shooting shoots are stressful and they're awful. You're up at like four in the morning every day. And, but like shooting was fun. It's just like the pre and the post where you're really at like when everyone gets to sort of in pre, it's like everyone gets to look at the script and be like, what about changing every part of it? And you're just, you're all too close at a certain yeah. point. And we've been working on this for so many years. It's like, didn't we already solve this? And then p- someone would pitch something and you're like, we did that draft three years ago. Don't you remember? We all hated it. And you're like, right, right, right. <laughs> and then in and then in post, it's very like, what if every joke we looked at and thought about? <laughs> so those would get very, very stressful and, um, and, and like nitty gritty and not always fun. I mean, sometimes it was fun, but t- that that's where it... But I thought the shoot was very fun. I mean, well, of course, I was going to say it goes back to what Aaron was saying about the joy of having a partner, and that's yes, in the show. Couples therapy is like it is wild in this crazy fucked up business to have a person who's gone through literally every single yes. thing you've gone to, and then it's not even just about what he's saying, where it's like, oh, I'm depressed, and you're a little less depressed, so can you help me? It's also like when things are good, it's nice to have someone to like, yeah. Who can share in the stuff with you and, and doesn't yes. need to be caught up. You know, like it is like mm-hmm. that part of the relationship of having a partner is really important on both ends, I think, because you just have a person who's like, I don't need to tell you what I've gone through. All I need to tell you is like, I feel good or bad. And then you can like get into it when you need to, you know? Right. Um, so I do think that is profoundly helpful with mental health. It's just so much of this business is you just feel like, you are in your own head about it all. You know what I yeah. mean? Right, right. And yeah. so having someone who's like, nope, I know exactly what is in your brain. Like, you know. But now, are you guys, but here's a question, and I say this, you know, again, Andy and I working together. You know, yes, I get it, you're friends, okay? But my question <laughs> of, like, when did you guys disagree, and what? how did you deal with those moments? Because there are times that, like, Andy and I are, like, deep in love. So that makes me more inclined to deal with the disagreements, right? Like, yeah. we have to push the, whereas I think if he was just, like, my pal... I would be like, no, nah, we could be done with this. Yeah. What is, I think, like, do you mean a line? Do you mean like, no. Like I we recently the- handed out a draft of something and there were points on it where we disagreed. And then most of the time I would just be like, that's fine. Like I, it, I, I didn't care about it enough to like push for. That's such an interesting telling of the narrative. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> because I was like... <laughs> I feel There's like I need to you. turn this question around to y'all. You seem to have something more interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah, to say. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but I just think I just I guess it's this, right? Is that you can have a shared sensibility with somebody mm-hmm. and like the same stuff, but the way you approach doing the work and engaging with the business can uh-huh. be very different. Yes. Yeah. Like that's a different thing than like we like because that's happens like you're like, oh, we like the same stuff. And it's, again, we talk about UCB. You meet people. It's exciting to finally meet people who get your shit, right? After probably growing up yes. or being in a place where no one really got it. Totally. But then you sit down to work and it's like, oh, you want to fuck around for nine hours. Or yeah. oh, you don't want to like go back and edit. Or or I wanna like I think for me, one of the big things like, you know, when it comes to like the um industry interaction and like the email to the producer i go let me craft it yeah 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 yeah. i'm trying to micromanage these wipes i'm managing up these wipes and i've had a system in place that served me for many years you know i wish you'd micromanage my white ass please (laughs) i accept i'm always doing that and you know and andy's like just be honest and say the sentence and type it and hit enter um but did you ever have some of that friction, not even necessarily with the movie, but just kind of, you know, in ge- like working together and sitting down and being like, this is how I do it. And this I is how I we're want ve- I, We're I very like, lucky yeah. that we have like extremely similar work ethics. And even on the day where, you know, there's just days where you get there and you're like, 
it ain't happening today. Even that, we're usually on the same wave. Like where it's just like we'll get together and be like, we need to write this, and then and we're starting to pitch ideas, and we're like, we're not doing that today. You know, so that that's very nice. But of course, there are disagreements, and there are days where someone is just more. You know, you have that days where you're like, I'm on fire, and the other day where someone's like, I'm hungover. You know, it's just yeah. and it's just like you're not. And but I, I think we're pretty good about. And there, there are jokes I, like where you're like, I think this is funny and the other one's not working. You're like, just leave it in for me and like, let me see if you like warm up to it. But, yeah. um, uh, and then sometimes, you know, two weeks later, you're like, actually, you're right. This is horrible. Or two weeks later, they're like, no, that is funny. I get it now. You know, so there's. I was going like to say, yeah, that. it does feel like we are luckily, luckily mostly aligned. And it's like you're saying with like any relationship, it's like, oh, we have the same interests. It's like, that's one thing. And yeah. for us, it's like, we have the same sensibility, but for a relationship, it's like, do we want the same thing? Like, do we have the same goals, which is sometimes a deeper thing? And luckily, yeah. I think we're very aligned on that, where it's just like, not that there aren't minor disagreements, but like, what kind of career we want and shit, we're, we're pretty close on. So then, like, when we disagree, stuff's pretty easy to work out. And then I think things we have, also, when you do it for so long, you just start I to know. learn. Like, one thing I feel like we've learned in the last few years is how... This isn't even a disagreement, but we'll both have very different emotional reactions to things. And they usually are the same, but on different timetables. So we would find ourselves getting in disagreements that weren't about what's going on. It was just like one of us was mad and the other was like, chill. And then we had to recognize like in a week it'll switch and the other will be mad and the other will be chill. And now we know that. So like, And I am the one who gets mad first. (laughs) But like now we literally will say it. We'll be like, I think you are angry today and I'm not. And I will try to offer the perspective of someone who's not angry. And then later on I'll be pissed and he'll be like now listen I have felt these things <laughs> so let me tell this. you what it is like to get here's how you will get through and that, that was a thing we had to like sort of learn that I think we didn't know in our 20s that in our yeah. 30s we've started to figure out like okay and it's not even to disagreement it's like okay we differ in this way whereas I think so much of our creative partnership is very aligned so then when it feels out of whack which isn't even the right way to describe it but it really yeah. jumps out you're like wait we're not on the same page so like yeah. there's things like that we've had to learn but I do think it helps and we're just lucky that we're both like pretty aligned as far as like career goals and like mm-hmm. what kind right. of shit we want and what's important to us. And even when we are like in a different emotional space, it is also like I think I, I maybe never is too strong a word, but you you it, uh, it's never like I don't understand why he's exactly. there. It's, it's like oh I get why you're mad. I'm just not mad. You know like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's like you're allowed to be mad. I'm just not there. It's never like whoa why are you mad? I think everything's good. You know and so I don't, we we are very. Because I've I've written with other people and it's gone really well sometimes, but with Josh it is very that you know there's some people where you're like God when we get together we write it's so good but like I can't get them on the phone or or like mm-hmm. they're like oh they'll do it every two months and I'm like I want to go every day or whatever and vice versa and we are all, we're not always but very generally on that same page which that kind of stuff is you just don't know until you and it probably does help that we don't live together you know like it's like we i think have less space than most creative partnerships but still (laughs) like people are like and y'all are friends too and it's like yeah ain't it wild but then (laughs) it is true that we get to like you know there there's like some built-in space and if anything sometimes we have to like (laughs) truly like like embrace it when it, we weren't looking for it where sometimes we'll yeah. be like what are you doing this weekend it's like I was thinking to go to this on Friday I was thinking to go to this we'll be like keep those plans yeah you do that. It's like, oh it's a night where we don't have the same plan we should be in different yeah. places for once right and it's like absolutely that seems healthy you yeah. know yeah it's interesting you know saying this, these things that you have to be on the same page of same page of for a about, partnership sure. whatever to work no because think about like a romantic relationship there's a couple no, but of things I think you're right you have to be on the same like do you want kids 
Right, you know, right. There are certain things where right. you really have to be on the same page if you want this to work out long term. I was thinking like a lot of my creative partnerships, especially the ones at UCB, were with people who I was on the same page with creatively, but mm-hmm. not career wise. Totally. Like they That's wanted what I mean. to, same. They wanted to do whatever their day job was. They were happy and they were happy like fucking around at night. And that's what made them happy. Whereas yeah. I wanted to do this right. as a career. I had lived a life before where I knew what it was like to like I was a well, professor. It was not but I didn't then like I think it. Yeah. I think even when you find people who both want to be a career, then you have to recognize those priorities amongst like in yeah, that. Like, if like so many people that we came up with like really wanted to be on SNL, and like right. of course I would have loved to be on SNL or written for it, but I that was never like I got I came to you that was never my goal, and yeah, that was like right. also never Josh's goal. And so even sometimes when you're like, oh, I'm creatively like so in in um, unison with this person, but they're like, well, I got to go do all these character open mics because I got to try to get yeah. seen by. Like, and, you know, we just were really, even though he did more stand-up and I did a little more improv, even though we both, of course, did too much of both, like, we, <laughs> we like, were very, like, we, they were to lead to the same thing and not, like, I'm trying to um, actually star in an AMC drama, you know? Right. It, like we, you know, I know. And then I think those sort of, like, do you want kids qu- big questions for, yeah. like, creative partnerships where you both have the same career goals are, like... How much do you want creative control, even yeah. when it comes yeah. with like sacrifice, or like how much do you want to be famous? You know, like there's questions like well, that where, exactly. where you have to like kind of be on the same page about that, so that then you know like why you're pursuing the things you're pursuing, even if it means it's like more frustrating or pays you worse or whatever. You know, like, yeah. like whatever the the cost of those you know priorities are. You know, yeah, definitely. I think it's also, I mean, something with me. You know, it's like I, I was raised as an only child, or even if Marin calls you those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. no, But I, sorry, just to go back to that, like, I, when you were on Marin, and like, I I got a little bit of a, when you started talking about me at some point, I got a little bit of a charge. Charge. I got, and, but I think you actually referred to me by name. It's been a while since I, I didn't say Jubu. (laughs) I I know, I said not, not to Marin. You know what I mean? I thought, (laughs) and I knew what it meant to Andy to say his name in that space. <laughs> and I said full government name, you know? Um, and social, like, right? You read his social very slowly. I, I, oh, I'm, this still, down. What the I'm fuck, Nick? still untangling all the I fucked know. up it's financial stuff that came out of her, her WTF appearance. <laughs> but like, worth that. Yeah, but that is, the, like, there is this kind of, like, dealing with that kind of stuff, like, where am I and what will I... I when, we sold a show to Comedy Central in 2018, and Naomi about us. And Naomi was definitely like it was always in the cars. Naomi was going to play her, herself. Yeah, never in the like. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a very good actor. Like I'm like I can be. I can scream. I can be like yeah, one note. Bob Odenkirk 20 years ago. That's my note. <laughs> and I had to kind of reckon with that. And that was like this moment where I'm just like, okay, well, this is what this is where I'm going to be because this is where like I'm, I'm a much better writer than I am an actor. And that's just not going to, it's just not like, even if I really wanted it, I didn't really want it. But even if I Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, like, um, Gollum, my precious, like was (laughs) was going after it. It, that wasn't going to happen. And that reckoning, like really kind of like calmed me down. In a certain way, it and clarified I think things. It yeah. clarified things for yeah. me, and I think there is that. That's like one of these things where, like, if you don't have those moments in a in this business period, but especially in a creative partnership, mm-hmm. it's just gonna fucking like spin out into 
Well, yeah, but I also think yeah, too. There's totally. what I was gonna say about both of y'all, and this is why I was like, I think you know, I'm an only child, and I'm and I came and I started and am a stand up, you know. And mm-hmm. I took I took all my improv, I got my advanced levels, and I said I don't trust none of y'all up here. <laughs> like that was the problem. That well, was you the were micromanaging of- white people. I'm sure of it. Yeah, that, that was, was what being on Harold's team was like. I must imagine. I was like, so I, so I, and so I think that um. Again, like, because you guys both have siblings, y'all are, you know, close with your siblings, like, that kind of thing, where it's like, you know, Andy has siblings, but also, like, came up doing music, right, and bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's used to collaborating, and so, sort of, like, and so, I think that's also been, for me, what it is, just, like, getting used to collaborating and trusting, because it's not that I think all my ideas are right, per se, I just want them out there. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes it's, like, you just know what it... Like, with this movie, I feel like the whole time it's like, we know what it should be, but we don't always, like, I don't know how to do that. Or it's not like I know what every shot should be. And then Larry Charles comes up and it's like, it's this. And we're like, yes, that's what it should be. But we needed you to, like, do that. You know, like, that's how I feel sometimes. Where it's like, I love love collaborating and I love, like, having a lot of control, but I don't know everything. Exactly. But it's like, like, I feel like I know what I want, like, with the taste. It's like, (laughs) this is the taste of what it is. It's wild because it's like I love having creative control but I also love stealing the ideas of people who are smarter than me I'm like, who <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's like that's yeah. when people don't like collaborate I'm like it's if you do build out the machine with the right people that's all you're all doing it's just sort of stealing right. each other's good ideas and all looking good for it but particularly when you're like the writers and stars it's like we come off looking the best because of your great ideas so like I know like, you know, the, like Val Claridge who did the costumes it's like I had no oh, never imagined yes. Bowen dressed like that but then when she's like showing us the sketches it's like what about this it's like that's what it is like yeah. yes I yeah. mean I know or like Larry the, was the one who made the decision but yeah i agreed with it <laughs> or the sewer boys that everybody's obsessed with that was yes. like absolutely our idea and then in the early stages we sent fucking mood boards that had Gollum to slender man to pan's <laughs> labyrinth like you know but yeah they PT. built this thing in a way i never would have imagined or gotten and now it's like you know like taking That's over a lot of the movie and i'm like yeah. thank god i mean i could have never even though it's quote unquote my idea it's like it's not right. anymore because you fucking turned it into these crazy little puppets that people are obsessed with now <laughs> right. you know? yeah did you did both of you as as a as a duo or on your own ever have that moment though where you had to like clarify what you really wanted? And doesn't even I don't even mean it has to do with the film, but just in general. Yeah, with... did you like do regionals? You failed at regionals in high school, <laughs> but like that kind of moment. But yeah, or I mean, the, but I, like to have this healthy attitude that you have, yeah. I think at some point you've had to say to yourself, "Well, what do I actually want, either out of life or out of this business?" I think it definitely came. Just- just with time and like doing the business more. Cause when I came to UCB, like I did want a professional career, but I wasn't like, I know exactly, like I-, I didn't know anything about the comedy world. And Same. that like, I-, I just was a theater kid and then was getting tired of like plays and didn't want to be on Broadway anymore. But I was like, but I still, I still got all this. What do I <laughs> do with all this? Um, and so UCB, like I-, I didn't have any idea like, well, I don't want to be on SNL. I want to be, I want to create, but you don't know, like star and write. And I didn't know any of that stuff. So it, it just is like through time, like, and I- it did, I mean, I know we're not old, but we're not, like, 19 getting, like, this big break. So I- I'm grateful that it, like, it took a while and you get to see Me other people too. do it. And and, and just so, like, I, I want that part of that, but I don't want that part, of, you know, and, and get to 
I'm, well, I'm not being very eloquent. No, I, agree. Uh, I was gonna say, I feel like we talked about this with Jeff Hiller too, where it's like, I, at, part of it is like, you can't, at this point, it's like, my journey's my journey. What am I gonna do? Like, well, right. feeling bad about shit that's already happened. But aside from that, just like therapy advice, it's like, I really am like, thank God this shit is happening and I'm 36 years old. My God. Because like, when people are like, you seem like you have a good handle on things. I'm like, yeah, I've been around doing shit. Like, I, I had yeah. to sort of, like, decide I wanted to stick with this no matter what was going to happen. And so then when it does start happening, I think you can, like, keep a good head on your shoulders. I mean, cut us in six months, like, railing coke and being <laughs> monsters. Watch, watch us. You have us on, and we, we pretend we don't know who you are. But, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is, like, I think we it's, like. We own the state of Wyoming. <laughs> it's the blessing of this thing, you know, and, and of the choices you make where it's, like, I remember I like LA. We both like LA. We especially love to be able to like go there and work and come back. But a big part of it is like, I feel very connected to New York and my community here. And I just like, like the energy I get from here. And I remember we shot the film and we were like really trying to make sure we knew like, we're the mascots. Like we need to like, make sure we like learn everyone's name and have moments with everybody. And even when you're like stressed and tired and everything, like put a lot of energy into that. And so I think a lot of people on the crew who did it were like, very much loved the vibes and loved working with us. And at the end, they were like, this is so amazing. Like, sets don't always feel like this. I hope you guys never change. Also, when are you moving to LA? And we were like, those are related questions. Like, like for, for us, we have to think of some of these priorities of like, yes, I want to be this person and I need to go the fuck away so that I can like do that yeah. thing. You know, and like even stuff like that, it comes to just like how you want to approach the business and, and having your like goals be aligned, you know? Yeah. What, and you, what? some of that is just random. It's like you just happen to meet a person yeah. who's sort of like you have agreed on things. And some of it is just how you grow together over many years of doing it. You know what I'm saying? Well, and we got, I mean, we've got, we've done things without each other and had, but like we, when we were on the Jordan Klepper show is like, that was together. We've had a lot of our big breaks together too. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not even like, cause God only knows what would have happened if one of us gets on SNL and the other one doesn't. It's like, well now does this movie still exist? You just don't know, you know? Which is the other thing when I talk about like doing, being with a person who's gone through every single thing you've been through. Like I was talking with my therapist recently about how it's like, I, I sort of am like, if anything, like lowering my expectations of what comes of this, even though it's like you're literally starring in a movie. And he's like, this could change your life. And I'm like, yeah, but I felt this before when we both were on a TV show. And I was like, shit's going to happen and then it gets canceled. I don't work for a year and a half. I'm back to tutoring again. And I don't actually think that's going to happen now, but it's like, it, it's made me go like, you know, sit down, be humble, like just yeah. like take each moment that it comes. And then you have another person who's gone through that exact same thing with you. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just like, it's very affirming and it just like helps you work through your own feelings that there's a person who like knows all that shit. And so then it feels logical to be like pretty chill about it all. It's like, how else would I be? I've, you know, like it, it would feel crazy to, be otherwise, you know. Well, you could. That's that's the you other thing. Yeah, I guess could. again, cut to me Genuine. in six <laughs> minutes when I don't know your name. <laughs> six minutes. We should take a break and put it to the test. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna answer your advice questions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And we're back with Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson. Uh, This is Naomi. I'm Andy. Yeah, I'm Naomi. Um, This is Andy. We're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. You've been brought to this podcast. You've done it before, but in case you don't remember, because of all of your success. We answer a couple different questions from no, a couple you different the intro for them. Good Lord in heaven. <laughs> Just so you remember who we are. Totally, okay. totally. I'm in my limo. Are you, are you just like, we could be hanging out with Nathan Lane and Megan Mullally. Why are we hanging out with I these know. jokers? No, because they're staying yeah. humble. They agreed to do the pod because they're staying humble. I know, but it's six minutes later. <laughs> I know. I six know. minutes later. <laughs> okay, we get questions from all over Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, DMs. We also get our favorite voicemails. Naomi, Absolutely. what is that number? 323-524-7839. I'll say it again three-minute limit, okay? So you need to start up top with your pronouns and a log line, okay? Because if you get wordy and you get cut off and I don't know the thrust, it can be very hard. Okay, this is a this is a very quick one. We put out a call for a bonus episode. We asked for holiday questions, specifically Thanksgiving to Christmas. Someone sent in a Halloween question, though, and Ooh. I wanted to answer it. So here okay, we go. That's good. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I just got the email asking for holiday advice questions. And I'm married to a wonderful man. We've been married for nine years. He's super considerate, loves my family. He's kind. He does the laundry. He brings in firewood, takes out the garbage. I absolutely adore him. But Halloween's coming up. And every year he asks me, to watch the Blair Witch Project, which I'd never seen. And we live out in the woods, like trees, woods, it's dark at night. We don't have curtains because there's no light. And I've never liked horror films because I've grown up in the woods. And it's scary when you live in the woods. And so I was just wondering if I should divorce him. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay. Wow. 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 A turn at the end. A turn at the end. Thoughts, guys. Thoughts. I mean, you're allowed to have boundaries, and I understand where this person is coming from. I'm exploring yeah. some areas for compromise that maybe they've done over the years. But I'm wondering, could you watch it in the daytime? Like, are there, mm. is there a way you could watch it that it, he would compromise and go, well, it'd be spookier at night, but sure, I'll watch it with you. I, have a, I have a compromise. Watch it. Take a vacation around Halloween to a city <gasps> and watch Smart. it. Smart. Oh, that's a better idea. Say, I'll watch it, but you book me a flight and we're going to, you know. Yeah. We're going to <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, we're going to Tokyo. We're going to Tokyo <laughs> to watch Blair Witch. 
Wow, the links you'll go to to keep this marriage strong. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, someone bringing in firewood. You got to keep I know. Well, right then I was like, where are they living where someone's bringing in fire? And then she's like, we live in the woods. Okay, makes sense. Right. Well, I think I'm also going to take issue with the every year of it all. Yeah. Every year we have to watch Blair Witch? Not that great a film. But it sounds like if sh- if they would watch it once, he might would stop asking. It feels right. like it but keeps th- getting brought up, but maybe I'm wrong. You he's going to bring something. Other- then he's going to want to watch Misery. Yeah, that's you know, true. In-, in the dead of winter. But that's at least... Hereditary bit- and then Dicks, the scariest movie of all. <laughs> <laughs> I know you th- You think you're scared of the woods, but really Dicks teaches you to be scared of what's in the cities. What's below mm. the surface of the yes. cities. What's going yeah. on in these sewers. Okay? More terrifying to be in the city yeah actually that's my answer is a compromise offer him to, to go to um your local amc on october 20th and watch yeah. Dick's the musical on its that's wide release weekend i think that's an incredible compromise actually for this couple to not divorce i'm gonna suggest this uh we all have these these uh phone things these yeah. days uh little game called candy crush actually specifically candy crush soda Andy, okay. we're not promoting mobile games. <laughs> oh, but I'm not saying soda. spend any money on Candy Crush Soda. I haven't spent a red cent. I haven't spent any colored cent on you. any mobile game in my life. Okay? I give I, the lives they give me, I use, and that's it. And then I go on with my life. But you're saying. I'm just saying, have this. Your husband's like, uh, uh, oh my God. Oh, standing in the corner. Oh, what, uh, what's that's going on? Your... And you're yeah. sitting there being like, uh huh. Oh, match you're... three. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a good life. idea, too. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost your visuals. But I hear you. But I hear you. Don't worry. Yeah, there there are certain... Did y'all want to have sex while you interviewed <laughs> us? Didn't want us to know? I, I set... I pushed a little note towards Naomi, and it just said the word handjob, question mark? <laughs> also, if there, if there are now? two people who I would proudly present sexually, I oh said these God. two will appreciate it. <laughs> Even though I think I would feel the need to like be better at it, I think, if I knew you were watching. Well, that's no. the sex negative talking. Yeah, this is the, name. the way you're level. doing it is right. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> is that? Do you have imposter syndrome in in, in the sack too? <laughs> <laughs> sack. Oh, good lord! Just when there's an audience, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. What about? What about also? Get drunk. Just get totally blasted for for Blair Witch. For Blair, for Blair Witch, Witch, and then you won't. It sex. won't be. You'll just it's gonna be, be like, funnier. Oh, yes, no, not for. <laughs> Yeah, not for, for sex. sex, but for Blair Witch, no, no, absolutely. No, Blair yeah, it'll be Witch. funny, right? Like you'll be like, "What's going on?" It might make you nauseous, though. All that shaky camera. Yeah, but... that's true. That's true. Th- that movie is very handheld. Get drunk. <laughs> get drunk for Dix the Musical when you see it <laughs> October twentieth nationwide absolutely. release weekend. But yeah, maybe not too drunk. <laughs> okay, so we've helped you with this problem. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's you've been helped. Well, one know. marriage saved. One marriage saved. Do you want to read this one? This one comes to us anonymous from Instagram. Okay, all right. Okay, well, this is interesting. Okay. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I'd love your advice as fellow COVID-conscious entertainment industry workers. Mm. I have primarily worked in nonfiction TV, reality docuseries, food shows, but I recently started working on a big-budget feature film. Okay. This is an amazing opportunity for me, and I don't want to fuck it up. As I'm sure you're aware, most or all COVID protocols have been eliminated from sets and offices in the entertainment industry. I'm in a post-production office, and I'm the only person who masks out of 20 other people. No one has made any comments or questioned why I still mask, so at least I have that amount of respect. But two times now, my supervisor has said in front of me, COVID is over. Once in front of my door while talking to someone else, and again this morning while I was standing masked right next to him. (laughs) 
This morning's incident was during a short meeting in which one point on the agenda was letting everyone know that we have masks and tests. But he just had to work in, look, COVID is over, but both times I felt so angry. It feels like a slight when I'm standing right there. I imagine him smoking a big cigar, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's doing this. A COVID cigar. <laughs> <laughs> breathing it, breathing it. It's got a yeah. new variant in it. I get it. These cohibas. <laughs> uh, I've thought of talking to him privately to ask if he could stop spreading that misinformation and to let him know that as someone with a dysregulated immune system, yeah. COVID is not over for me and many others. Should I talk to him? Am I being too sensitive? Will bringing this up potentially damage our professional relationship and in turn my recent attempt to transition my career to features? Thank you for all that you do. I was going to say, it's not crazy to bring it up, especially it's like, duh, like sharing your immunocompromised, but also it's like sharing with him the emotional truth of working in this workplace where it's like, whether or not you believe that when you say it and I'm the only one with a mask on, it makes it feel like you're picking on me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're, you're alienating this person too. That's the part that's also just like, work inappropriate like you're never gonna make another person wear a mask if they don't want to which is why i'm glad this person's wearing a mask and i think they should trust they're doing all the precautions they can so it's like you know i don't think it's bad to talk to this person do you think though that that would like i all my fears about talking to someone with more power than me in this industry is that they will fuck me over then if they don't like what i yeah well i wonder if there's an intermediary whether it's an hr or whoever that you could talk to that could more you know, yeah. stand yeah. a better chance of talking to him. Nicole Kidman, who I'm going to assume is in it because it's big budget. Maybe <laughs> you could get Nicole Kidman to go in and say something to the guy. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Nicole doesn't pick up the phone. You can't get Nicole in the horn. She's not yeah. doing favors. Okay. Well, she will be you... at the AMC screening of dicks, though. <laughs> She'll be at your local yeah. AMC watching dicks because not she October comes there 20th. for magic. She October comes to that place for magic. Release. October 20th, magic. But, um, I... This this is something that like I'm worried about and that makes me nervous as someone who does still mask and still who is careful and also I think there's also for me just a very simple um what's the word um not the moral of it but sort of like I don't want to risk being sick at work I think right, there's a part of right. me that's like I can't like just be okay with taking that risk and granted yes you know you can always get a cold you can get a flu or whatever but the long term implications of COVID are why I'm like doing that for this yeah you know what i mean yeah. you don't pay me enough for that life <laughs> unless you want to pay me to have like the best doctors in the world on right. call giving me my iv fluids because if you want to pay me like that i might take a risk if i'm comfortable or steven I- spielberg if you're listening thank yeah. you give us access steven. to your doctors right but i think you're like i don't want to have to take a risk for that you know yeah but it's hard to but at the same time you know there are all the budgetary rules and all those things, but this is a little different. I think there's a difference between, you know, you're masking and so far no one's giving you a hard time, but this one person is making a comment in your presence mm-hmm. that is like, are you trying that's, to say something? That's are you, the what are you thing. trying to We're, do? No matter what it is, whatever you are doing with your life, and then there's someone that has to make a comment, I think right, that's yeah. the like, that's, that's what the I'm core saying. of this thing. I feel like you're never going to convince this person if you're right. like, well, COVID is real. He's going to blow his eyes at it. Yeah, that's like right. different religious beliefs. So what yeah. you got to do is sort of like, listen, when you do it this way, you make me feel bad. And then maybe they'd be like, okay, I won't say it. They're not going to change what they think, I don't think. But yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's not it's not going to them being like, let me tell you the scientific yeah, reasons like, are wrong. Here, here's, right. like, here's the NIH right. studies that <laughs> I work You can work that in. I think you'd be like, I work because I'm immunocompromised and I really don't want to catch it. And so sometimes when you say that and I'm the only one with a mask on, it feels like you're calling attention to like why is she in a mask you know yeah. it's like right. you 
you make it maybe more about just like your feelings in the workplace and not like a fight over how how exactly precisely how statistically real COVID is, you know? Right, 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 right. And I, yeah, I think that's <laughs> maybe an I'm option. Wrong. No, no, no. I, I think it's an option. I think it's, you know, again, I think you also have to kind of trust your gut in terms of what kind of person this is, right? Like, is this yeah, somebody who's like nice? Yeah, yeah, it's like, are they are they pretty nice and chill and they're making this comment? Then I think you have an opening to have a conversation that won't be dramatic. Totally. But if this is part of a person who's got a lot of bluster to them naturally and is a little like... Yeah, you're like, just let it go. But um, yeah. but it is hard to let it go. Exactly. It's, it really is scary. I remember I got my first writing job in 2013 and I moved out here and I... The minute, like, literally, like, the day I was starting, I got a phone call. I, I had to leave my health insurance for my day job because I quit my day job in New York mm-hmm. and I did all my doctor's appointments before I left. I get a call the day I start like like I, I wake up to a voicemail from my dermatologist that's like, hey, uh, something is basically pre-melanoma. You need surgery now. Oh and God. I like freaked the fuck out. And I was like, I'm just starting. This is my first job. I'm finally out. I'm right. finally like, do, like, and I was so scared to tell the producer, hey, I need to like take a day. A day. Andy yeah. literally drove himself home. I was like, and I, I'm in New York. And I'm like, oh my God, he's on the I edge. Went, I got to go. I had to go. I, it was outpatient surgery. I went from the, out, I was so scared. I went from the outpatient surgery right to work. Oh, right wow. to the writer's room. Yeah, no. And sick? But I, I, I would do that. I would have done the same thing. I know. I was this. I like. I'm like. I know. I I know what could happen, and so I I know that fear is real. That's why I say like. That's why I I, um. Again, it's a great business. That's why I'm like so like this. (laughs) It's a healthy business. People of healthy business. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, I I totally relate. Exactly. And that's the thing that like when. When it's like, should I confront them? I get like, there's like that kind of like molasses Mm -hmm. crawl in your blood. Yeah. Of like, I don't know how to say this without like hope, like damaging the possibility that this person will like blacklist me. I know. What a beautiful business. (laughs) But I think there's a way you can do it. Again, you know this person yes. and their personality better. And also, you know how to walk in there. And I think what you said is right, Josh. Was like, you're not having an argument about COVID. You're just saying, no, hey, yeah. as the immunocompromised mass person, when you say it, it makes me feel like, you know, it's a commentary on right. me or, you know, or just uncomfortable. Or if there's you're an just... intermediary who could say that, yes. that might even be the best thing. Again, that, like, of course, definitely. Talk about the feelings, not the facts, because you might change the feelings at least. And then, um, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe so. there's someone else who'd be like, "Hey, not a big deal." But I notice when you say that, it sort of sounds like you're talking about that one person, and it might make them feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> could yeah. you? Not a big deal. Have... Not a big deal. <laughs> Wait. So could you have someone else say it? Right. For a you? work ally. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like if yeah. there's an intermediary who could say that, like, I don't. I'm sure you don't mean this. You know. I again. see. Sorry, I was reading this because I was I was back go- looking at the question again, and they were asking. Am I being too sensitive? And I'm just like, no. I was in my head. I was no, like, no, no you you had your no. feelings. That's that's what they are. No, I'm. But I think save your own ass. And if there's someone else who can sort of do it on your behalf, exactly. You know? It's like it's. I also think it's like it, to no two sense. It's been a long three years. You know, this it's is very nice. loaded for a lot of people. Dis, uh, dysregulated immune system or not, yeah, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot. Like so, you know. I think that you know don't don't feel. Don't second guess your feeling. You just have to now make a choice about how you approach it, right? This isn't exactly. about you being like, I'm so weird and I'm so mm-hmm, sorry and mm-hmm. I just have no, to No, not at all. No. Yeah, that's not it. That's yeah. not it. And just quick, around the horn, 
revenge uh, on this person on on this wow. boss. I say cut their brakes. Cut their brakes. Oh, very dangerous. I like that. <laughs> That's good. Raise the stakes. Are you going to make yeah. it to work on time? <laughs> I, I think know. we were joking, but there's something to that idea of dipping their cigar in COVID. I think they're dipping it in COVID. Yes. I think maybe leaving them a little COVID cohiba. And then it just happens for them, and that's an option. And then suddenly, you know, but no, but then they bring COVID to work because that's the person who out here coughing in your face. That's you know. right. That's the problem. Okay, so maybe you maybe you tie COVID to a brick and throw the brick through their window. At home. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. See, this is collaboration. See how we all this did that. This is collaboration. This is why. This is why I have to be open. Uh, <laughs> you see, Naomi. I know. I have to be open to other. You have people. to be open. Uh, you and I would never have thought to coat a brick. You're right. <laughs> You're right. XBB. You're right. And toss right. it through someone's window. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh my God. Josh. Aaron. Josh. Aaron. Josh. Aaron. What a joy. What a joy. That's always a joy. You guys. You know we greatest. love y'all. Two of my favorite and most funny people on the whole I damn know. planet. Y'all are the greatest. You I, sir, sir, I a moment I, of genuine. Yes. I just want to say how much we love the film. I, I really. I want to be genuine. I want to be honest. I, I don't want to uh, code it in irony. No, don't code it in COVID <laughs> or irony. <laughs> you have to be honest. Uh, just it. Uh, just like laughter uh, from moment one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of screaming, you. and so just a lot of screaming. I'm just happy for y'all, and it's well, just wonderful. Thank you. Y'all are so too nice. Much. And to your listeners, it is true, not to shill, but this movie is best seen in a movie really theater with, with, with your friends cutting up. So yeah. it's like, you know, invite some like-minded deviants, sneak in a bottle of wine, <laughs> yeah. wear yeah. a damn mask if you want to, and yeah. cut up. And you cut know? Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are things you can put on your mask where you can sip through a straw. Yep. So you put a little sip on your little N95, and then you just sip it. A no-bid, bring a small air purifier. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're good. You're good. It's You're a fun good. time. All right, you guys. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank y'all. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 